If you or someone you know is experiencing a mental health or substance use crisis, having thoughts of suicide, or just needs to talk, call 988. 988 provides 24-7 direct connection to free, confidential, and compassionate support in your phone's local area code. When you call 988 in Santa Clara County, you'll talk with trained crisis counselors who will support you and connect you to local resources if needed. You are not alone in crisis. There is hope. Before we get started with this episode, I want to share some really exciting news. I'm coming to Las Vegas. That's right. Las Vegas. And I want you to join me. We are presenting Have a Seat with Chris Hansen Law the weekend of February 3rd, 4th, and 5th in the beautiful showroom at the South Point Hotel Casino and Spa located in the heart of the premier Southwest Las Vegas Valley, just minutes from the famous Las Vegas Strip. Just like the podcast, I'll take you behind the scenes of some of the most popular predator investigations. I'll also take you inside some of my brand new investigations, and I'll show you some never-before-seen footage, and then we'll get the chance to talk about them in person. I'm really looking forward to this. So make plans now to join me live in Las Vegas at the South Point Hotel and Spa, February 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Get your tickets by going to southpointcasino.com forward slash entertainment forward slash showroom then just scroll down and click on my picture we'll put the link in our show notes see ya in vegas baby i've confronted hundreds of men over two decades i have been in television for 24 years i just came to get something to eat and i have very seldom been at a loss for words I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I'm no, not you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble. And I know it. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Who do we have tonight? Uh, I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. If you or someone you know is experiencing a mental health or substance use crisis, call 988. 988 provides free, confidential, compassionate support 24-7 in your phone's local area code. You are not alone in crisis. There is hope. What makes the predators I've caught so dangerous? Well, there's the obvious. They want to rape a child. They want to expose a child to all kinds of sexual material, pictures, things that a child should not have to see or do, things that could impact 
a child's psyche for the rest of their lives. Anyone who tries to have sex with a child is dangerous. But I have given some thought to the different predators I've caught. And in a weird way, I've tried to categorize them. Because people always ask me, who are these guys? And you've heard me say this here, that I think they break down into three different categories. The young ones, the hardcore heavy hitters, and the ones in the middle who are probably the most vexing. But what makes one predator more dangerous than another? I think it's the ability to gain a child's trust. The ability to groom. When I was growing up, everybody said, don't talk to strangers. Good advice then, good advice now. But the problem today on the internet is that the predator who's a stranger on Wednesday is so adept at grooming, they're not a stranger on Friday when they try to be your child. Christopher Cannon, I think, is close to the top of the list of the hundreds of predators I've caught who could be the most dangerous because of their experience with children, because of their knowledge of children, and because they spend a lot of time with kids. Christopher, or Chris, as he is called, was 33 years old in July of 2006 when he tried to meet a 15-year-old girl or a decoy posing as a 15-year-old girl in our sting operation in Georgia. Chris was a youth director at a church in Georgia. And he spent a lot of time with kids, counseling them, teaching them the word of the Lord. But on one day in 2006, he spent his day chatting up a girl named Natalie who said she was 15 years old. Nat's All That was her screen name, and she made it very clear from the beginning that she was 15, that she lived in a home where she would be alone on a certain day, And as the conversation went on, that she was open to having Chris Cannon, whose middle name is Xavier. He went by the name Xavier01 online. He said he was 27, even though he was 33. But she made it very clear that she was open to a visit. And she was open to experimenting sexually with him, this much older man. She hadn't had much experience, and I'll get into the chats here in a moment. Chris didn't spend a whole lot of time chatting with me, but it was clear he had seen the show, like the recent Predators I've caught. Seen the show over and over again. In various forms. On various platforms. But still could not control the urge to meet a child for sex. And he moves pretty quickly, but you can tell, or at least I can tell now, what I didn't necessarily see 
16 and a half years ago, reading the transcript when I confronted him in the house in Harris County, Georgia, that he was very adept at grooming. And you have to wonder, given the fact that he was a youth director at a church, did he do this before online? Did he have inappropriate contact with any of the kids at the church in his care? We wondered that then, and and I still wonder it today. There had been no criminal charges or no accusations of which we are aware, going back to his time at the church. And once he was arrested, the judge made it very clear he was to have no contact with children. We'll get into what happened to him after the arrest in just a little bit here. Hello, Natalie. How are you doing today? Good. You? Age, sex, location, she asks. 27, male, Atlanta. You? 15, female, Georgia. Oh. Not, oh, you're young. Oh, I shouldn't be talking to you. Oh, this is wrong. Oh. How's your day? He asks. Boring, LOL. I'm sorry to hear that. What part of town are you in? I'm near Columbus. I see. Have you been to Atlanta? No, not yet. I just moved here. Oh, really? From where? St. Louis. And then the conversation turns to how he's familiar with St. Louis. In fact, his profile picture at the time had him wearing a tank top saying property of Missouri Tigers. That's the mascot of the University of Missouri. Mizzou, as they call it. You moved with parents? Yeah. We used to live in Kirkwood. I know where that is goes on. I'm Nat. What's your name? Xavier. Now, Xavier is his middle name, as I mentioned before. Christopher Xavier Cannon. Now, why does somebody only identify themselves by their middle name? It's suspicious. It's predator-like. It's trying to make sure nobody figures out that you're Chris Cannon, the youth director at a church. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. Email me your pic, too, he says. She sends it. They exchange phone numbers. But first, she says, let me see where my parents are. They would have numerous phone calls before Chris visits. We have them recorded. I'll play some in a minute here. He asks about how close her relationship is with her parents. They don't know everything about me, she says. OMG, he says. Okay. It'll be our little secret, says Xavier01. Then Natalie asks, do you got a girlfriend? Nope. You have a boyfriend? Nope. Why not? He asks. Because I had one in St. Louis, but we broke up. We just moved here. I don't know anybody yet. The door's open now for Xavier Owen to use his skills honed being the youth director at a church in Georgia. Have you ever dated before, he asks. OMG, yeah. LOL. LOL, he says. Well, it's just that you're so young. I'm not that young, she says. Geez, I'm 15. That's young. Have you dated a black guy before, he wants to know. No, not yet. You dated a white girl before, she asks. Yeah. You probably haven't had sex before, 
He's right into it, just minutes into the chat. Joking, he says. Yeah, you're not joking. Okay, I won't answer then. So you're a virgin, he asks. OMG, how did you know that? I can tell these things. You can probably tell because he's had so much time dealing with children. Besides, you're 15. Now, he's going to have this discussion with her about how she should save herself until marriage. In fact, he's going to say that he wishes he had done the same thing. But he also wants to know, so are you ready to have sex? Yeah, I think so. I'm tired of being the only one who didn't do it yet. Again, he says, you should wait until you're married. OMG, really? Yeah. LOL, no one does that. Sure they do. Then she asks, are you a virgin? Xavier 01, no. Well, she asks, that's a double standard, isn't it? Yeah, but I wish I could have waited. Really? Why? It's better that way. Do you have a kid or something? No, he says. And then he's starting to head down the road to consummate this relationship. This is after he tells her she should wait, but now he wants to have sex with her. You're my little boo, he says. LOL. OMG, how sweet, says the decoy. The decoy working with the online vigilante group, Perverted Justice. And now he wants to know if she can pay him a visit. The man who says he's 27, but is actually 33. If I invited you over, would they let you go? OMG, no, she says. They're out of town this weekend, though. Really, he says. Are you going with them? OMG, no. They're going to Atlantic City. Sweet. Would you like to meet? Maybe. What would you want to do? She asks. Anything you like. Now, here again is an adult trying to put this on a child. Thinking that, well, if it's the kid's idea, it must be okay. Even though she's only 15 years old. How close are your neighbors? He asks doing a little bit of a risk assessment. Not close at all. We have like three acres. Dang, he says. So you don't think I'm too young, she asks? You were being kind of weird last night. Sorry about that. What a difference a day makes. I'm surprised you want to come over. Me too, he says. But I'm sure it will be good to meet you. You seem cool. Yeah. Do you want to do what you were talking about the other day? Meaning sex? Yeah, I do. Well, it's up to you, he says. So you want to do it? Yeah, do you, she asks. Sure, cool, K-E-W-L. He's hot now. Do you get horny a lot, he asks. LOL, yeah. Will you bring condoms, she asks. I don't need no baby. Yeah, I promise. I know. I won't give you one. So you're bringing them. I was kind of confused, LOL. Yeah, I will bring them, he says. Are you horny now, he wants to know. Are you wet? Have you ever played with your pussy? 
So you never come before, he asks. No, I don't think so. Good. Good, question mark, she says. Are you going to show me how? Of course, he says. What a champ. What a great youth leader from a church. Do you want to be on top or bottom? I'm not sure which is better, she asks. We'll have to see where you fit best. If you know what I mean. Oh, I see, she says. I think I know, LOL. Or we can do doggy style, he says, D-A-W-G-Y. What is that, she asks. That's when you bend over like a dog and I go behind. Thanks for the primer. More conversation. Talks about what kind of car he has. Then he wants to know, are you ready for this weekend? You're not going to set me up, are you, to get me in trouble? Because I can get in trouble, he says, and go to jail for a long, long time. Oh, yes, you will, Xavier01. Not worried enough, though. Will you give me a BJ2? Sure, she says. Cool. You like those? I love those. Are you good? Well, my ex liked them, so I guess I was. Or would you just rather fuck, he asks. Promise me that you're not setting me up for the cops. OMG, I promise. Because I watched this show that they set these guys up with young girls. Hmm. What show could that be? To catch a predator. And the cops were waiting to arrest the guy. Oh, yeah. Cops are going to be there, okay. As will I. More sex talk. Wants to know how many fingers she can get in her vagina. Yeah. Real religious guy. Can I ask you a personal question, he asks. So you have hair down there? Yeah, some, but not much. Can you shave it? Or is that too much to ask? Oh, no, it's not too much to ask. So, in between all this online chatter, which clearly indicates he's nervous, he knows what he's doing is wrong, he has a series of phone conversations with the decoy. Uh, hey, is this Xavier? What's up, girl? Not much. Um, you know, like when I called earlier, I got your voicemail and it said you were Chris. Is that your real name? Yeah, Chris is my first name. Xavier is my middle name. Cool. The decoy doing the phone confirmation wants to figure out what his real name is because he goes by Xavier online, but his voicemail says Chris. So how you doing? Good. I was hoping that, like, I got the right number because Chris is so different than Xavier. Yeah, that's... So you got like the right that. number. Chris is just my... I guess my name I use, like, for, like, business or, you know, for yeah. people. But Xavier's my middle name, so you got the right name, number. Cool. So what you doing? What's going on? You've only been here for months. Yeah, not very long. You know your way around pretty good? Not really. I mean, not, like, really good. You know, you still kind of got to get used to the new place and stuff. Because it's different than St. Louis. Have you met any friends since you've been here? Any cool people? (laughs) None? Well, I mean, not a lot. Now, here's a 33-year-old guy who clearly has experience talking to kids because he does that. And you can hear that in his voice as he's trying to set up this sexual liaison with 
someone he thinks is a 15-year-old girl. Do you have friends yet? How long have you been here? He's trying to find some commonality. What are you doing today? Uh, nothing, just relaxing, chilling. That's why I was trying to see what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to get to you. Well, I was going to see if you want to hang out or whatever, but you stay way out in Columbia or Columbus? Yeah, Columbus. Oh, okay. Well, you probably wouldn't even know how to get me there. He confirms where she lives, and he doesn't get overtly sexual or graphic in the phone conversation. I think he's concerned that, you know, somebody might hear it. And also, we see this where people are much more brazen online than they are when they actually have to say the words. They type them. If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. I'm just at home. I stay by myself. Got a nice condo and everything's good. Oh, and, that uh, sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm a neat freak, so everything's like clean and, you know, all, everything in place. So, you know, oh. so if you ever came over, you'd be like, oh, yeah, very nice place. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> that would be cool to hang out. Mm-hmm. I guess in time, I guess. Yeah. So what do you like to do? Tell me about you. <laughs> um, I don't know. I like to shop and hang out with cool people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm definitely cool. <laughs> I'm definitely cool, he says. He's the kind of guy who says he's a good listener, a people person. Predator. What do you do? I don't know. I pretty much... You know, just hang out with, like, my friends or, you know, um, hang out at home, go play basketball and stuff like that. Nothing oh, major. basketball? Huh? Are you good at basketball? No, I play it. I've been to a few basketball games here, but I like to play and shoot basketball. Well, anyway, so your parents are going out to town next week, huh? Yeah. You not going with them? No. So what you going to do? What are you going to do? What am I going to do? I don't know. Probably sit here and be bored. <laughs> I can't let you stay there and be bored. Why? Are you going to come over or something? Yes, you want me to. Really? Yeah, seriously. Wow, okay. That would be cool. Yeah, Saturday would be good. Saturday okay. would be good. Um, do you want to come... In like the afternoon, or you want to come at night, or what? I guess afternoon would be good. Afternoon would be good. So they have a date. But we don't know if Chris Cannon's going to actually show up because, in spite of the commitment on the phone, the chat online is confusing. He stops actually talking online but remains logged in and and maybe we think maybe perverted justice contributors think that he has somehow grown a conscience decided that this isn't a good idea that he's not going to drive 115 miles to meet someone he thinks is a 15 year old girl after a sexually charged conversation. But here he is. He pulls into our driveway, 
in his sedan, and he leaves the car running. He's anxious. As I mentioned before, he's seen my previous investigations. And he starts to walk towards the door. Our on-site decoy young woman comes to the door. And there's some conversation. Say what? Oh, I just got to put this in the wash real quick. Our on-site decoy has a laundry basket with some clothing in it. She says she's got to put this in the washing machine real quick. But I made some sweet tea if you want some. It sure is good. It is good. (laughs) He's cagey. He doesn't want to walk in just yet. As you heard, she offered him some sweet tea. He says, I bet it's good. It is good, she says. Well, it's just going to take a minute. Go on in. Huh? Oh, okay. She invites him in. He says he's got to turn the car off first. He makes a hand signal indicating that that's what he's going to do. We think he left his car running. He's going back to turn it off. and He's going to come in. That's what we believe. He's got a spring in his step as he walks up the sidewalk and pops right in the door. But there's a problem, and we've seen this before. Chris needs to use the restroom after driving 115 miles. The problem is that if we let him do that, we lose control of the situation. He goes in there, he locks himself in. Maybe we have a barricaded gunman, we don't know. And as much as I'd like to let him go to the bathroom, thinking that he'll come out and give me a lengthy interview so I can get in his head and understand him better. That wasn't in the cards for Chris Cannon. So as he's coming in, I walk out to confront him. Can I use your restroom? Oh, why don't you uh, have a seat real quick? Oh, yeah, I know what this is. Oh, no, please, I need you. Yeah, I know what this was. Oh, yeah. He comes face to face with me. Big smile on his face. Oh, yeah, I know exactly what this is, he says. I knew what it was. What were you thinking I follow him towards the front door. Doesn't answer any of my questions, and he sprints. He's going to get out of there. I don't think he's thought it through that law enforcement would be waiting. Oh, they are. Yeah. As he's on the ground being handcuffed, tries to be all calm and cool with the police. I just came here to use the restroom. Oh, really? You drove 115 miles from Atlanta to this little home in Fortson, Georgia to use the restroom. Coincidentally, after a lengthy online chat and several phone calls with a girl who said she was 15, with whom you discussed all kinds of sexual acts. While Chris didn't talk to me, he did sit down with the investigators and he talked to them. And he maintained that he really wasn't going to do anything, but Boy, the transcripts sure tell a different story. And these detectives just weren't buying it. And they skillfully peeled back the layers of his excuses. What we've got here, basically, you've been caught in a sting sting operation, of course. That's why you're in handcuffs. I've seen it on TV. Who were you coming to meet? Uh, Whoever. What was her name? 
I can't. I'm so. Yeah, but you drove 115 miles. I know. I, I kept saying to myself, why am I coming out here? Why? What are you doing? What are you doing? Turn around. Turn around. And how old are you? Okay, 33. 33. So you're twice her age. Yeah, I wouldn't plan on doing I swear. The rattle you hear in the background are the handcuffs that he is now wearing during this interview. I wasn't going to do anything. She kept talking about the swimming pool. She talked about a swimming pool as if that would make it okay. Chat back with me, you know, getting flirtations with me. Why would you even have a, a sexual conversation with a, with a 15-year-old? I, I really tried to avoid her when it first met her. Tried to avoid her? Um, every time I get online, you know, she initiate the conversation and, you know, maybe, you know, flirt a little bit, but... And you said you didn't initiate the conversation, but actually you did. You the first... She never talked to you. You said, hello, Nata, because you saw oh, her in a chat room. Yeah. And how are you doing today? Yeah, I didn't initiate... Yeah, just chatting. And you she asked did. her if she's horny now, and you asked her if she's wet now. Why would you care if a 15-year-old is wet? Stupidity, man. I mean, I don't know why. And like so many other predators, when they're caught in a corner, they just say stupidity. Can you tell her you'll be gentle? What are you referring to when you're talking about being gentle? Just being with her. Nothing sexually touching her. Not her then the detective confronts him with something he said that he'd be gentle with her. Now clearly when he said that there was a sexual overtone to it. Chris, we don't, we've been doing this too long. Yeah, just... I understand. I understand y'all go through I, I just saw you do the sign of the cross, so I know you're, uh, you're probably a religious man. I'm about to... <laughs> and you would probably feel better if you... If came, it never happened. Came, yeah, never happened. It's funny. When I saw this on Dateline... When I saw this on Dateline a few months ago, that's right, he had seen the investigations. And he came anyway. Yeah. A few months ago? Or whatever. You show up in the middle of it. Yes, that is so sick. That is so sick, he admits. At one point, he actually does the sign of the cross, which one of the detectives picks up on as an indication that he is a religious man. Maybe you need some help. (laughs) Maybe you need some help. I'm saying it's just, I guess I was bored. I'm a director at my church. I can't believe it's... Is going like a record or anything? Is this going on my record or anything? Son, you got a lot of legal trouble ahead. Yes, sir, you're being charged. Do you possibly need to get enrolled in some counseling for a... Maybe you have an addiction with the internet and don't realize it. Not the internet. We live by it today. But I think you have a serious problem you need to get some help with. Not at your church, but somebody that's professionally trained to treat this. Mm-hmm. Remember, this guy is a youth director at a church. He's talked online with this girl about sexual activity. So he knew exactly what he was doing. Does he need counseling, as the detective suggested? Well, of course. But he's going to get a lot more than that. And the judge made it very clear at his first appearance that she didn't want him anywhere near kids. I'm going to suggest to you that as a condition of this bond that you find another position in your church until this is resolved. So working with minor children is not one from this point forward. Do you understand that? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, he's all sorry now. Cannon was convicted of attempting to commit child molestation and criminal attempt to commit a felony. He did five years in prison 
and then had 15 years probation. He had to register as a sex offender. After he got out, very little is known about Chris Cannon. We did some digging and found that once he got out of prison, he worked in technical sales, was an account manager in the corporate world. His LinkedIn page indicated that he was involved in service management, technical repairs, customer service, looking for a position in sales where he could contribute to company success. We reached out to Chris, but I was unable to get in contact with him. But I'd like to talk to him. I'd like to see what he's up to now and confirm he's not tried to do this again. Interesting backstory, the perverted justice contributor who conducted the chat was actually undergoing chemotherapy for breast cancer at the time was not feeling especially well, but continued with this chat because she was committed to exposing this man who was in a position of authority with children in a religious setting who was willing to violate a child himself. I think that's admirable. It's above and beyond the call of duty. And I think it's one of the reasons why we had so much opportunity with perverted justice. They really cared, as do we. As you know, I like to hear from you. This week's question is from Anthony in Minnesota. Uh, Hey, Chris. My name is Anthony, and I'm from Minnesota. I've been a fan of watching predators get exposed ever since the first time I saw the catch predator. My question to you is, have you ever had to testify in any of these cases? If so, I'd be really curious to hear if you have any interesting stories from the courtroom that we may have not had the opportunity to see. Thank you for all you do, Chris, and I hope you and everybody else who's a fan of the To Catch a Predator series have a happy and healthy new year. Thank you, Anthony. Great question. For the most part, I've been spared from having to testify in these cases, and the reason is we provide transcripts of the conversations to the prosecutor, And then those transcripts become available through the discovery process to defense lawyers. And the videos can be subpoenaed as well. But in the vast majority of cases, the crime is committed online. It's the solicitation of a child using a computer. And those transcripts are very clear and make for good evidence. So for the most part, I've not had to testify. I did testify in front of Congress about solving this problem of adults preying on children. Sadly, it's worse than ever and more diffuse because there are more social media platforms upon which adults can reach out to children. I did get called into court a few years ago on one of the more recent investigations, that of a prison guard who was busted trying to meet up with a teenage girl. The defense lawyer thought he had found a smoking gun. We had turned over videos as required by the court. But he went back into the court, this defense lawyer, and he had found video of cameras, little cameras, GoPros. And he didn't think he had gotten the digital media from those as he had requested. Well, that's because there was nothing on them. 
We didn't use the cameras. They just happened to be in the shot of the other cameras. They pulled some nonsense. We were not notified properly of the court date, and I wasn't there. This is in Chiawassee County, Michigan. You may remember this from a few years back. And so because we didn't know there was a hearing, we weren't at the hearing. And for a moment, there was a bench warrant for yours truly. Now, the next day, we cleared it all up, but some of the tabloid media made a big deal out of it. It was a non-event. Be sure that not only do we do these new investigations with integrity, that when we're asked legitimately by a court of law, a prosecutor, or even a defense lawyer, we fulfill our obligation so that justice is served. You can always reach me through social media. Official Chris Hansen on Instagram. TikTok, have a seat with Chris Hansen. Twitter, at Chris Hansen, all over Facebook. And very soon, on February 3rd, 4th, and 5th, I'll be live in Las Vegas at the South Point Casino doing a multimedia show. Have a seat with Chris Hansen. I'm very excited. We're putting the finishing touches on it now. If you want to come out, southpointcasino.com. I've spent some time in the South Point. It's really a cool casino. It's off the strip a little ways. Very clean. Some of the finest restaurants in Las Vegas. They do all the big rodeos there, the bowling tournaments, and they have a NASCAR team. It's family owned. It's a nice place. So if you can make it, I'd love to see you. Southpointcasino.com. And as always, you can see me on True Blue, T-R-U-B-L-U, my new streaming crime network. Watch TrueBlue.com. All the new Predator investigations are there right now. Many more in the works, along with some very compelling crime stories and some documentaries and films you won't see anywhere else. Watch TrueBlue.com. You can also get me here. At Chris at PredatorPodcast.com, I'll be watching and listening.